From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. The Dolphins are indeed rock bottom, but we did dive a bit into the Detroit Lions and again, the Lions have not had a single offensive possession this year that they've had the lead. I, that's incredible. And and at least Brian Flores hasn't broken down in tears yeah. at the postgame podium at any point. Not that there's anything against that and men should be able to show their emotions, but that all seemed a little staged. He's a very emotional dude, too. He starts the season. Because he, he drinks the- so much damn coffee, man. <laughs> As I sip some coffee. <laughs> no, he starts the year off talking about eating kneecaps. And then he loses two straight, you know, game-winning field goals. And I get it. That'll uh-huh. bring you to your knees as a head yeah. coach to lose. And then two field, the first one was like a 55-yarder to Greg Joseph. Like, right. So, yeah, it, it's a little sad. I think that the Lions take the cake in most sports leagues as rock bottom. In but, general. man, he is so, so mercurial because you're right. He went eating kneecaps and I'm all <laughs> man and I'm, I'm drinking huge Starbucks 19 espresso Jeez. shot coffees. And then you lose for a second straight week on a last-second field goal and it's <laughs> like man, oh man, bro, pick a wavelength. Well, like that thing. is up and down. Very volatile guy. He's a very, but he wears it on his sleeve. He wears it on his sleeve. I still will never get over when he took over as interim head coach of the Dolphins, and the day, the day he took over, they're running Oklahoma drills. An NFL team running Oklahoma drills. I thought for sure Demora Smith was gonna fly down to Miami and put an end to that immediately. <laughs> that that it, it, like. Dan Campbell, I appreciate the guy, but he's not cut out to be a long-term answer as a head coach because he ran Oklahoma drills with an NFL team. You don't do that. That's a bold move. That's what Howard Schnellenberger (laughs) did with FAU teams 15 years ago. Not what Dan Campbell does with an NFL team modern day. That's insane. Ken Levick alive. Theo Dorsey hanging out with us. WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. The FAU NBA Sport Management Program. They are the title sponsor of Ken Levick Alive. They're a partner. I don't want to use the word sponsor. They're a partner because we go in this together. And the FAU NBA Sport Management Program, they are allowing you to get into the sports industry so you can make your dream come true. I want to work in sports. I want to do all these things, but how do I do it? I hear that question so often, and I keep telling everybody, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program checks all the boxes. Sports is a business. Sports is vast. Sports is wide, and they cover everything in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. It is a place where if you get your MBA in sport management, and you start looking for jobs, that stands out on a resume because there's such an illustrious history. 22 years they've been doing it. The professors, they're all in the sports industry currently. You're getting firsthand modern-day knowledge. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, they have had their students with the Dolphins, with the Panthers, with professional teams throughout the country, big-time college athletics, whether it's schools or conferences like the ACC, you'll find them everywhere because it delivers. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, spring semester courses. You can take them online or take them on campus in Boca Raton. That's fau.edu slash sport. That's fau.edu slash sport. the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Let's go to Twitter. What was rock bottom for your favorite team? Because the Dolphins are rock bottom right now after losing to the Jaguars yesterday. Shane Bartels tweets, the wasting of Tua by this awful Dolphins coaching staff. I 
have gone back and forth about whether or not Tua is being wasted. I'm not sure he's being wasted, but I think that he is having his career. Um, it, it's going to end up really starting late because this is not the organization that he's going to find success with, which is what drives me crazy about the, oh, you passed over Justin Herbert for Tua. Like Chris Greer's made a lot of mistakes. I'm not sure that's one of them because Justin Herbert with the Dolphins, what would he be? It would be the same conversations we're having now about Tua because this organization doesn't know how to groom a quarterback. This organization doesn't have any weapons for Tua to become a good quarterback. Is Tua dynamic? Maybe not. Is Justin Herbert a bit more dynamic? Sure. But Herbert is elite young because of what he's in in L.A. with the Chargers and the weapons that he has. He'd just be meh here. That's why I can't stand that argument. Yeah, it's a weird argument to make, but also, you know, a lot of things with these quarterbacks, unless you're, like, literally one of the greats, like, it's a lot of situational stuff. Like, and if you're in the wrong system, if you're in a team that's doing things like what the Dolphins do, like, I don't want to bring up that play against the Raiders again, but when they're dialing up oh, stuff please like that. Oh, please do. When they're dialing up screen passes on the one-yard line, on your own one-yard line, and then getting safeties off of it, setting NFL records, it's kind of hard to be yeah. a, a good quarterback. Uh, by the way, speaking of Tua, I want – to read you this photo tag from uh, the Boston Globe yesterday. Mac Jones was 15 of 21 for 229, but had a massive interception uh, that really put the Patriots in a tough spot in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter yesterday. And here's the photo tag. It's of Mac Jones, the photo, and here's the tag. Mac Jones was efficient. 15 of 21, 229 yards, and he didn't come unglued even after throwing a pick six. <laughs> so in New England, it's, Mac, he's our guy. Come into our bosom. We love you, Mac. Come here. Come, come here to my warmth. Come here. I'm not going to hurt you. Down here, Tua makes a mistake, like the interception yesterday, that did not lead to any further damage. The Jaguars could not convert on it, and it's, Tua blows. What an asshat. That guy sucks. Like, the difference in how Mac Jones is handled with kid gloves. You know, have Chris Collinsworth fawning over him on NBC two weeks ago as he throws four- and five-yard passes. Like, Chris, just go and make out with him, dude. All right? I get it. You love him. You absolutely love him. I understand. Where Tua makes a mistake, and it's, up. Oh, he's trash. They, did, they blew the pick. Total trash. I can't believe it, and I still don't know what it is. I, I don't understand why someone like Mac Jones is just, like, pet like a cat. Like, hey, hey, purr for me for me where Tua is just like kicked out to the dumpster it's so weird it is confusing and I can't quite put my finger on it either like uh, it's I don't even want to like go down to the easy part of oh they like the white guy that took over for Cam Newton in Boston like, yeah it's, it's part of it that. I'm sure but it's not all of that it's not even all of it can't be all of that because also in Boston when guys stink or when guys are average usually they're able to call it well, out part of it is blind trust in Belichick yeah. I think that's part of it, too. Like, oh, Bill made the pick, so he must be right. <laughs> How's that going for him right now? Where he's got really good personnel defensively, and they're not playing that well. And it's his nepotism son who's running that side of the ball. I'm just saying. Mm. By the mm. way, kid, put your tongue back in your mouth. You look like a psycho. Yeah, it was a little weird. Like, what is he doing? A lot, of, a lot of things that's been happening with the Patriots have been a little weird lately, but like how they almost lost to a rookie quarterback against the Texans. Like, it's, I don't know, man. Bill Belichick looking a lot different these days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Big Punisher 305 says, losing to FIU was my team's rock bottom. Now, me being an FAU guy, I wouldn't know about that because I <laughs> never experience FAU losing to FIU. But hey, Canes guy, uh, 
That's who he's talking about. I know. I know. Was that rock bottom for the Canes when that happened, or had that already occurred? You know, it's definitely around it. You can't really – it's hard to pinpoint with Miami right now where that rock bottom really, like, started or ended or where we're in the midst of it now. I just know we're there still. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't tell you when it started, but I know it's it's felt like eternity. And yeah. – it's hard. I, le- I legitimately don't have any joy on Saturdays. I can't watch college football. <laughs> I have no joy on Saturdays. No joy. Saturday's supposed to be a great day. It's supposed- you know, sunrise is a little earlier on Saturday. <laughs> Everybody's out day drinking. Uh-huh. And I'm just in my house like, God, please. Like- <laughs> and then they give me hope every now and then, yeah, like in the North Carolina game. And well, then- that, was, like, that was just a gut punch. And here's the thing. like What happened to Miami on Saturday is you're laying broken and bruised in a canyon uh, and you've been there for like three years, right? <laughs> you fell off that cliff three years ago, and you've been sustaining yourself on the occasional rainfall and lizards that have run by. So you're just hanging on the life, right? And it's all ribs, and you have you have maggots that are trying to eat at your open wounds, and you've been fending them mm. off for like three years. And then the, the Van Dyke interception, as it looks like your freshman quarterback is taking this huge leap. You're about to get a win that you deserve. You've outplayed North Carolina and then tipped, intercepted. <laughs> like what happened there with rock bottom with the Canes is like there was a rock slide and one rock just came down and landed straight on your chest and finally killed you. Yeah. That's what happened Saturday with the Canes. It just ended us. It's almost like, you know how like if you're stuck between a rock and your arms in there, you cut your arm off to get free. What was that movie with uh, with what the, the guy who likes the young underage girls? Oh, uh, oh uh, James Franco. <laughs> oh, my God. Allegedly. Sorry. Allegedly. <laughs> What's like, that movie? I'm like, I didn't know Ari. You said James Franco, though. Yeah, James Franco. It's... Um, um, what what what? Uh, I don't know James Franco movies. Was he in like Twenty One Jump Street? Like I don't. Yeah, but he was. But but it's that that that's the plot. Which you say his arm was stuck in a rock and he had to cut it off. It was based on a true story. He cut off his own arm. Oh, was own it One hundred twenty eight days. One hundred twenty eight days. Yeah. I didn't know that yeah, was James yeah. Franco. One hundred twenty seven hours. One hundred twenty seven hours. Honey, yeah, one hundred twenty eight well, days. He's not surviving. Well, one hundred twenty eight <laughs> days is what our rock bottom in Miami is felt like. <laughs> but I will say, it feels like we cut our arm off. 127 day style, and then our other arm got stuck in another rock. Yeah, and we're like, yeah. oh no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do we do now? I can't possibly cut off my yeah. arm. And by the way, thank you to Cyrus for the 127 hours yeah. he's hanging out with us. You're right. That's what the canes are. <laughs> it's James Franco in 127 hours, running, running, running. Good times, trail running. Oh God, my arm's in a rock. And then you you get up the guts to to make the tourniquet, and mm. you cut off your arm. And oh, and then you get out. And you're like, how brave was I? And then you like fall over, and your other arm yeah. gets stuck. And you're like, oh, God, I can't cut my arm off with my own teeth, and then you're screwed. <laughs> that, that is the perfect analogy for Kane's fandom. And that first arm cut off, that was us hiring my, Manny Diaz as the head coach. <laughs> and then now we're like, well, what now? Uh, and that that brings me real quick, and we'll get more into this, but but Ed Orgeron is going to be available after oh the season. God. He says he's not going to coach anymore, uh, or he's not going to coach next year. He's going to take some time off. LSU and him are parting ways 21 months after he won a national championship. And, of course, on Twitter, Canes fans, ooh, maybe, maybe Ed Orgeron wants to come coach the Canes. Desperate. Here's the problem with that. One, watch your girlfriend or your wife. <laughs> Two... Uh, his he, Manny Diaz still has a nine plus million dollar buyout. Mm. You're Miami. You're not LSU. You're not paying Manny Diaz's buyout and then going to get Ed Orgeron. And if Ed Orgeron were to go to Miami, Miami better hope that he allows his payment 
to be what LSU is already paying him with that buyout, that $16.9 million buyout that LSU owes him. Because mm. if that's if he's not, Miami couldn't afford Ed Orgeron's right leg to come coach the yeah. Canes. And they wouldn't want to anyways. The administration there is like all out on the football program. So it's like, yeah, what, what are we going to do? Poor, poor, poor Theo. Um, I, your analogy of what Canes fans are, it's been a long, desperate, starving, sun beating mm. on you at the bottom of a canyon rock bottom. Yeah. That's Kane's fandom right now. It is. And, and you know what? Every recruiting cycle, it like it, y- you feel like, oh, there's been a surplus of lizards that have come through, and <laughs> there's more rainwater. And, and you saw a helicopter. You're like, oh, a five-star helicopter. Uh, and then eventually that hope fades, and it goes back into the football season, and you start to starve again, and you go into a drought again, and then rocks fall on your head. Yeah, and, that's when, and at a certain point, you just got to let go. You just gotta just, give up. Uh, just go into the light. Yeah. <laughs> just, just step right into the light. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Theo Dorsey hanging with me as well. Uh, he will be with me next Tuesday uh, at the Breakers when we have our RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl golf outing. Mm. Uh, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, by the way, December 18th, 11 a.m. at FAU Stadium. Hey, let me tell you about my good friend, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat's going to be on tomorrow. He's our sports agent and sports law insider. But uh, Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys uh, in South Florida, looking for an attorney can be difficult because a lot of them are just out for themselves. They are out to make a buck. They are ambulance chasing. They are trying to take advantage. And, oh, yeah, I'll represent you. And here's the fees. Here's my cost per hour. At Lawler and Associates, one of the few places down here where uh, they are actually looking out for you. They want to make sure you're getting the compensation you deserve. Any personal injury matter, whether it's a slip and fall, automobile, motorcycle, boating accident, whatever the situation may be, Pat Lawler is looking out for you. He and all of the folks at Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys have decades of trial experience. They've been there. They've done that. They've encountered everything, and they want to make sure that someone has your back. It can be scary when you slip and fall or you get in an accident and you're injured and you don't know how to navigate through that, especially down here because they're are, uh, again, a lot of people just looking to take advantage of you. Uh, there's there's hyenas all over the place down here looking to nip, nip, nip. Not at Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. They are looking out for you, and it all starts with that free consultation. They want to make sure they can do the best job possible for you, so that's why the consultation is free. All you have to do is go to wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Schedule your free personal injury consultation. wanttolawyerup.com. wanttolawyerup.com. That's Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Real quick, I want you to hear Aaron Rodgers yesterday after the touchdown that put away the Bears at Soldier Field. Aaron Rodgers never, ever, 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 ever loses in Chicago, ever. NFC Championship game, doesn't lose there. Uh, Do or die game to go to the playoffs, doesn't lose there. Uh, No matter how good the Bears might be, he doesn't lose. No matter how mediocre the Packers might be, he doesn't lose. It continued yesterday. The Packers go into Chicago and win. Aaron Rodgers ran in the, uh, uh, the, the the nail in the coffin touchdown yesterday, and here is what he had to say to Bears fans. I own you, I still own you, says Aaron Rodgers to the Chicago fans. And me as a Chicago win, I can't argue with it. For my entire life, not just Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers, but definitely Aaron Rodgers have come into Chicago and have slapped around the Bears, and by extension, Bears fans. I can't tell you, my Facebook feed, every time the Packers come to Soldier Field, all my friends from high school, 
Uh, and again, I went to high school in the Chicago area. It's gotten to a point where it's no longer Aaron Rodgers' hatred or vitriol. It's more, I knew that was going to happen. Like oh. He has taken the football soul from Bears fans and from the city of Chicago. He owns Chicago, and he's right. So I think that there are football fans that are like, why would, why would Bears fans take that? Want to know why? Because Aaron Rodgers beat us into submission years ago, and now it's just, yes, master. Best. Yes, sir. Please, can I have some more punishment? Like, that, that's what oh, it is. It's man. like it's like S&M football, <laughs> where, like, we don't have a safe word anymore. It's just, yes, master, please, please bestow, bestow your sexual dominance <laughs> on us. You're incredible. Like, that's what it's turned into. He's right. It's he so owns sad. Chicago, and he owns the Bears. That's so mean. It's so sad. When he did that, my first thought was, as a, as a non, like, I, I'm, I have no part in this, I was like, why, why is he? That seems so unprovoked. He's like a bully. Mm-hmm. And it's because he knows he can. And I feel bad because you're right. There was no response from Bears fans. Yeah, yeah, none. none. <laughs> they were just like, "Oh, he, yeah, that's sir." Just totally dead inside. Oh my! Like, Please, sir, can we have more? Like the that's wim- what is the wimpy into. city, not the windy city anymore. The wimpy city. It, it is. The, he's turned them into the wimpy <laughs> city. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers owns Bears fans, uh, but everybody has a player or a team that owned their team. And for me, as a White Sox fan, this is going to be so random, and it's going to be okay. And you're going into the the minutia of baseball, but uh, AJ Pierzynski. When he was with the Twins, I've never even heard of that. Just guy. To st- I see, and I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> let let me nerd out for one second. I apologize for this. AJ Pierzynski, who was with the Twins, just dominated the White Sox, killed them, and then the White Sox went and got him in 2005, and then he led the helped lead the White Sox to a World Championship in 2005, and now he is part of the White Sox family. He mm. he is forever known in Chicago as a White Sox after being the biggest pain in the ass, killing the White Sox for like seven years prior. It was such a weird dynamic. It had right? a happy ending, though. It absolutely had so a happy ending. So does this ending. mean that Aaron Rodgers to the Chicago Bears? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Chicago Bear. Uh-huh. Maybe that's what he meant by I own you. They'll bring him in and give him part ownership of the team. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> now, I, I did see it theorized that maybe some Chicago fans should buy in on the, the shares of the Packers, and then they could say, uh, no, actually, Aaron, we <laughs> own you. That would be uh, who's a player that owned uh, one of your teams? I'm a Panthers fan, a Carolina Panthers fan, uh-huh. and Julio Jones is still in my nightmares, even from Tennessee. <laughs> I don't even have to get into the details, but there was a 200-yard game where he caught a pass over Luke Keekley and he literally, like, I, I think I cried. I cried. <laughs> Tears came to your eyes. Uh, Mark is in Pompano. Mark, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Mark? How you guys doing today? Good, buddy. So, um, don't really have rock bottom because for once my team is actually winning. The Bengals actually aren't doing bad and basically my entire fandom with the Bengals has been uh-huh. rock bottom. So I'm actually happy about that. But uh, I was called to talk about the rock bottom of uh, the Miami Hurricanes because yeah. four weeks ago we were talking about, I mean, I'm a diehard Ohio State fan, but my brothers went to Florida State, so I have a soft spot in my heart for them. Yeah, They got beat by Jackson State, <laughs> Jacksonville State. They have the same record as Miami, and they actually are picking up traction. So that's how I know it's going to be a horrible year for Miami. Money of Florida State beating them this year. Yeah, Florida State. You see, in Florida State, though, I appreciate the call, Mark. Like the, the last couple of weeks, they've had some results. They win and they beat North Carolina. Not just barely beat North Carolina, but went to Chapel Hill and pounded them. Because yeah. that's what Florida State does. Yeah, the loss to Jacksonville State, that's bad. But they've since sort of rebounded a little bit. And it is... It, it's recency bias, but it does seem like they're at least starting to become a bit more competent. That Miami-Florida State game is going to be real. It's going to be really competitive. And I think Miami might lose that game. Yeah. As stunning as
as it sounds. Uh, I just I can't I can't build it. I don't even want to watch that game. I can't because if if we lose to Florida State, that's miserable. On top of everything else this season, I know. I, I think yeah, I know. I think I have to turn my uh, orange and green in. You're just gonna turn it in. I think I might. Where have are you gonna turn it? In? In? Just walk to the stadium yeah. and like, toss it through <laughs> toss a gate. It, yeah. Everything, toss it through. Uh, when we come back, Troll Theo is gonna wrap us up here on a Monday. He is going to troll someone or something because he's the ultimate football troll that you don't want to mess with on an NFL Sunday. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Captain Coppin and Joe Rigotti, I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.